Hello, and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast. I am Zach, the proprietor and owner of the Theology Gaming blog. With me today are two special guests. We have, as usual, my partner in crime, Renaissance man, Joe Mazzoglia. Hello. And secondly, we have a, another special guest, who is also a childhood friend. He's Ryan, movie buff. Hello. All right, so, uh, I don't know what we were going to talk about. We decided to just go in blind. Winging it. Yeah, we're just kind of winging it. We don't know what we're doing. Well, we wanted to talk about a little bit probably about our childhood and yeah. why this podcast is 20 years in the making. Because we're good friends. Yes. Oh, I think it's a little bit more than that. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> Might be a bit longer, I yeah. skipped about seven years yeah, of time a, with you. Yeah, I got a bit of a head start. Well, I met Joe in second grade? First grade, dude. First third, grade? Third grade. I came... I was in readiness, so... I was in first grade. You, you were. were in readiness. Okay. You were in uh, readiness with my cousin Rachel, I believe. Oh, yeah, Rachel. Did I date Wow. Her? No, This is never, taking me back. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you did not date Rachel. I met you in third grade. Third grade. grade. Yeah, you yes. guys in third grade. And I, will, and I will actually actively say that I thoroughly did not like you in third grade. <laughs> Uh, and Joe made that clear. No, <laughs> I mean, I, no, I was wrong. I was absolutely he's wrong. Like, I never, I never gave you like, a chance. Right, that Ryan kid. Well, I always got along with girls better than guys. Well, like, I mean, no, I'm like, I'm not saying that, like, you know, are you like, saying oh, yeah, something you about yourself? Back then. I'm simply saying that, like, I was wrong. I just oh, okay. Well, chance. I appreciate that. No, we, yeah, we, no, we, and then suddenly no. we were like best friends. And then we went through that. I think in high school. Well, I had it actually because I remember. In freshman year, we all went to National Christian Academy right. together. Yeah, right? we did. And, and oh, that was kind reunions. of the reunion because you had left. And Salem Paul Christ- D'Angelo, right? Yeah, you had left Salem Christian early. So Yeah, well, yeah. you were going to like, what, sixth grade? Yeah, yeah well, uh, halfway through sixth grade. Yeah, so all right, we- I broke my ankle because I'm stupid and I jumped off a rock. Yes, and we had all um, – me, so me and Joe got closer right. as – we finished up seventh and eighth grade, and then we all decided to reunite in National Christian Academy, which we all went to for one year. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. together, and then itself. all of us were like, "This is terrible. This drive is terrible." <laughs> yeah. And they were into some really ex- some extraneous, cookie, cookie stuff. Ex- yeah. Like, yeah, there were a bunch of problems with the leadership, and yeah, yeah I didn't mess around with that. Yeah. Then I ended up at Calvary, Calvary Christian, where School. I. Which you ended up some junior, and so we ended up graduating high school together. Yeah, um, in two, summer of two thousand. I mean, I How remember did that happen? between seventh and eighth and ninth grade. I think Joe and I were the closest. Oh, absolutely. I think that we like we did a lot of writing together. We did. Oh, we had a great time. We yeah. did a lot of um, you know projects together, and we just I think that's when we spent the most time. And then yeah, I and remember, you played WoW, and you played WoW. Yeah, but that was until two thousand five, two thousand six. We never really played WoW yeah, together. No, oh played. yeah, you played with Kyle. But I did. Um, Kyle Charette. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, Shout out to Kyle Charette. I did uh, spend a lot of 2004 with Zach. I remember Kill Bill 2 coming out. And yeah, I remember yeah. um, Return of the King. That's when you got me into Godzilla brutally. And I mean, we I think we hung out a bunch of times that summer, more than I'd ever hung out with yeah. you before. When you were in public school, I think that's public what... school. Oh, yeah. I think I, yeah. Oh, cause I went to one year of public you went school, to one year which, of public which school. literally was a living yeah, yeah, you couldn't quite handle public school. I know. Well, that was interesting. Because my public school was different than your public school, Joe. I your don't... public school was not a cult. Uh, apparently, was. this is the Memories I podcast. Know, so what are you talking about? <laughs> no, your public school. If you, you don't like Memories, like shut it up. Where did you go? <laughs> I went to Newburyport High School. Yeah. Why? I thought that it would be a very fancy... Adventures. And what we did is... Um, 
we all went to the locker room. We put our stuff uh, in our lockers. And if you're new to the school and they didn't like you, you didn't get a locker. So you just threw your stuff right on the floor. What does that even mean? So, Maybe you don't get a locker. So I didn't get a locker. They just they didn't have enough lockers. So I put my gym bag on the floor and I would put my wallet. And this was, you know, sophomore year. So I first started carrying a wallet with money and I had a cell phone and it was my first cell phone. Huh. So I put them in my gym bag and um, we all went into the gym. And while we're in the gym, um, after, after your 45 minutes of gym, you transition to the health portion and basically the class was split like that and everyone goes back to the locker room or and, and you know the health class kids came downstairs they went to the locker room and they went into the gym and the guy comes running in and he goes someone stole all the money for the he was on the football team and it was a few hundred dollars that had been uh donated you know it was their fundraiser money that he had in his locker and he was like somebody broke into the locker room and stole all my money into my locker and i am um, so, of course, I'm thinking, well, I don't even have a locker. All my stuff is on the ground. I have like 60, 70 bucks, which was a lot for, you know, a kid back then, in my, in my wallet, in my new cell phone. I'm like, obviously, that's been stolen if somebody ransacked the lockers. So I, instead of going upstairs to health class, run to the locker room, check my wallet's there, check my phone's there. I put them in my pocket. I go back up to health class. Well, somebody sees me go into the locker room. So, guess what? At the end of gym, whoever the person was while I was up in healthcare, health class, returned the money to the kid's locker. Or it was never missing. No one knows. But because I had been seen running into there, they thought it was me. And I would, like, return the money. So, now, nobody talked to me. Nobody would talk to me in the school. Even though I had nothing to do with anything. And so, for the entire year... What? Be more cautious. Well, I was, <laughs> no, I was being too cautious. I was trying to be cautious, but it was to no avail. So now I was labeled this criminal who was stealing money. I don't even know where the kid's locker is. Still to this day, had no idea where it was. I wouldn't have known where to find this if I tried. And um, But then I, I basically had no friends and no one would talk to me because they thought I was this elite criminal mastermind. <laughs> stealing money and then returning it. You think like, that would make it cool? So that's where like perfect crime I didn't I really do. gravitated towards my youth group and towards you. Youth group. I think during that time because I had such a negative experience and it wasn't a public school kids or any of this other stuff. It was just it was it was so much like uh, just a negative experience because of this bizarre thing. I mean like I, I literally I would go up to play kickball and they'd be like, Here comes the thief and they'd all like chant it. And I'm like oh my wow. God. Wow. I was like right. Your experience in high school was completely different. Well it's just one year. School. It was but still like I mean I I never I never had anything remotely close to that. Like my I actually viewed public school as a joy. Like I loved it. I had I had maybe it's because you weren't time. cool. I may have had a great maybe time too. Cool. It just no, this is an outstanding exact, exact, but I wasn't cool. I wasn't cool. The thing about it was I didn't You had a top no, hat. There was no group that I didn't fit in with. I could go to lunch and I could sit with like the jocks or like the emo kids or all that other stuff, and I just got along with everybody. But I had to like fight for it because I walked in there it was my sophomore year of high school. They had all known each other forever, and I'm just this new guy who's used to tiny, tiny schools with like 12 people in the class. So I remember there was one day where there was a kid, and I'm walking to the lunchroom and I hear this kid just talking about like Soul Calibur, and I literally just sit down and just start <laughs> talking to them about Soul Calibur. And at first they're just like, "Who is this guy?" And I just kept on doing it day after day after day. And that's actually how I'm, like, one of my best friends, Sean McHale. That's how I'm friends with him, because I would not leave him alone. And now, like, his family is, like, my second family. It's hilarious. <laughs> Joe, friendship through persistence. It's true. I'm going to beat you with my friendship. Like, <laughs> I will beat you with my friendship stick. It's, on the boring one, I just got good grades at school. 
Uh, I well, needless to say, I never returned. I didn't want to go back, and Wait, luckily, I didn't because someone, sh- uh, one of the students, shot themselves in the face um, on the steps as we, as all the kids were walking out at the end of school one day, and the blood and brains went all over a bunch of kids. So oh. that could have been me the following year. So I'm glad I escaped while yeah, I could. Well, not dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> not wow. too. So dramatic. I went to Calvary to join Zach. Yeah, and um, that was just and that's how we ended up graduating. And. Then I went off to college. <laughs> and I went and off to college. To college and, and you and went, went to off to Neko and college. That was it. College, yeah. And, and then, then I didn't talk to Zach for seven years because his cell phone was off for seven years. <laughs> hey. Hey, I, I, I didn't. I, I had like a two-year hiatus of just never even saying anything to him. Yeah. Well, you you have the social network, like the social media. Stuff I was just I totally engrossed in my studies, so well, which yeah, is well, you I mean, kind of good. I mean, you kind of had to be because right. it's not like you can you can just like oh don't read these ten books this week. <laughs> Joe, oh yeah, I need. To, I want to. I wanted to ask you this. I guess it's. This is just as good a time as any. So, can you please regale me with the story that um, you and I apparently had at Neko, where I, like, uh, I was, I don't know. Zach tells me this story. He's like, are you and Joe, um, have you guys seen each other? And and, Joe, and I'm like, yeah, me and Joe have seen each other many yeah. times over the years. And, and Zach goes, well, Joe made it out to be that you guys haven't seen each other in five years. The last time you saw each other was in the hallways of Neko, where I was having a coffee, and I said, I love you, no, and you ran away. And you no, ran no, no, off. No, no, no. This is exactly I'm bizarre. super confused about this, this story. And I'm like, I was told okay, this story. Right, I was like, five year anything. I'm like, right, what is Ryan, this story? This is exactly what happened. I was sitting down with Sean in Jitters, the cafe. Okay. All right? We were both sitting there talking. You walked up to say hello to me and you know and i'm like oh i'm like ryan this is my friend sean sean this is ryan blah 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 blah. and we've talked for a little while and then as you were getting ready to leave all right i'm like i'm like i'm like i'm like oh yeah man i'll see you later and i think just out of out of like you know a typical way of saying goodbye to people that you know you were like yeah man i love you i'll see you later like but like and then and you said (laughs) i love you and sean just looks at me he's like why did he say that and i'm like i do not know i don't recall this you absolutely it is not a normal parting for me to say i love you i don't know dude but you definitely Um, told me i love you Hey, you know, I mean, maybe I got yeah. two sides of the story. <laughs> I don't know who to believe. Well, there's no my side of the story is I just don't remember. Right. But I, I thought that that was where you said we hadn't talked since then. No. Since I said I love you, no. <laughs> Neko, I'm like, what on earth is he talking about? No, not at all. Well, it's second or third hand information. So well, I'm glad. Plus, <laughs> say, well, I'm glad we got that all out of the way. Huh? Well, I was wondering. I just remembered that that Zach was like, yeah, oh. like conflict. Because like at no point was I like Ryan said he loved me. I did not want to speak to him. Well, I, uh, the best part is like, I've seen you a bunch of times, so I didn't right. know exactly. Yeah, which is why I was confused. Yeah, I was really confused. I'm like, Zach's like, like, well... He was like, I haven't seen Ryan in years. That, I, haven't, I hadn't hung out with you in a long yeah, time. Yeah, maybe that's... I'd right. seen you, but yeah. we hadn't hung out. Well, you're, you're like, kind of that person, like, in Haverhill. That's just like, you're, I, you're there, you're everywhere. Oh, yeah, no, I'm all over yeah, the place. So, I, mean, people, I have so much stuff going on. And I am in know. one place, but you can't contact me. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's honestly not the easiest thing to actually make plans with me, just because I have so much stuff going on all yeah, and you I have like working. a variable schedule. I do. You have a schedule that is full. Yes, oh, I'm well, working. I'm pointing at people, but they can't I work see a lot. But yeah, I mean, but it's, you know, it's whatever. It is what it is. So it's now that we've up. yes, well, now that we're we've kind all of caught up, we're caught up to that. <laughs> I love Joe. Oh, I love Ryan, and I love you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> okay, peace out. <laughs> I love you Five all. Years later. <laughs> and so uh, now that that's cleared up, and. Why I left public school is cleared out. <laughs> because of love? <laughs> it's because of love. <laughs> Was it love? So um, now that that's all cleared, you're going to have, have a terrible time cutting this. I think. <laughs> I was say, enjoy the editing on Feel this one. Feel your love. Bye.
<laughs> this is exactly what we're going to talk about. Right, let's talk about gaming. About let's no, let's talk about Zach's disdain for The Last of Us. It's not demo. disdain for no. games in general. It's, it's I'll disdain tell you exactly what it is. for He's, particular you're, Zach, games. Zach, you're too technical. You don't immerse yourself in the game itself. So when you see a game that looks like an Uncharted, you're like, oh, it's an Uncharted clone. Ta-da, done. I'm not interested. <laughs> but like Ryan and I are looking at it. And but like, he doesn't even validate Uncharted as something new. Which is so it's it's uncharted not. It's is, just uh, well, mechanically, an uncharted it's clone is like a double like yeah like oh, well mechanically it's, it's not new. It's just a progression of genres that have already existed. Yeah, so do you, do you think that the third person shooter hit its pinnacle and stopped dead with Resident Evil Four? I think it didn't hit its pinnacle with Resident Evil Four, but yeah, I mean. There's what would you kind say of a, the best. I mean, Resident Evil. No, Resident Evil Four is the best third person shooter. In my opinion, is the best third person shooter by a mile. <laughs> I just love like the crickets after. Nobody Listen, even I knows like what Platin- I like, like I like platinum games. As much I like as the plat- next This is the pla- this is what platinum does. They take established genres, they gussy them up with all sorts of complex mechanics, and then they integrate those mechanics in the most holistic way possible. So every single thing you can do in the game is necessary for one thing or another. Even though there's lots of things you can do. So what is cool about Platinum Games is that there's always an optimal strategy for every single situation. And those optimal situations may not even be the same. It's just, that's what Platinum does. They do it well. I mean, all their stories are derivative or, and or hilarious because they have their own weird kind of sense of humor. But, yeah. Maybe that's what I like. <laughs> I don't think, in terms of mechanics, games haven't progressed very far. But in terms of story, narrative, graphics, aesthetics, all that stuff, yeah, of course they have. I just, I, I, I don't know. I just no. I, I, I think that actually, because games are relying too heavily on those things you just mentioned, that they are forgetting sometimes about the mechanics. Where a game like Bioshock or a game like Uncharted, yeah. which to me are some of the more cinematic and more immersive well, yeah. they games can get I away played, with, they their can get mechanics away have become uh, are a lot weaker. They get away with a lot just by the fact that people get like, oh, this is amazing, right? Yeah, but at the same time, they get I mean, blindsided. There's a reason Call of Duty. They say that's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. Well, well, no, I'm not you're denying that. For. Yeah, I just know my personal for. preference just does not lie in that realm. Right. And when I come and play it, right? If I go and play The Last of Us, whenever it comes out, right? I'm gonna go. Oh, it's this. <laughs> it's just not gonna be worth it for me. But I think you don't even, I, you don't really like the genre. You're you're more of the revengeance, Devil May Cry. Yeah, kind of action, third person Tactical action, counter striking, and all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, I like strategy games, and I like. But uh, third person action games is kind of your doesn't seem like favorite. Your Depends on which ones. Like a Dark Siders, like a. I like Dark Siders. Yeah, see, I, I I haven't played a like a I call those games. Well, they're really Devil May Cry. I guess Devil May Cry. Dark Siders is more like Zelda. Dark Siders yeah, is a genuine, Zelda. genuinely good Zelda clone. But yeah, most of those games are Devil May Cry clones, really. I uh, think is, is DMC the first game that really? Devil May Cry is a unique game unto itself. Is God of War a, D- a DMC clone? God of War is more of like a DMC clone that doesn't understand what's good about DMC. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I can't I, say yeah, enough. I, no, I, 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 don't, I don't enjoy God of War. I think. Yeah, DMC is like, that, the but. first game is like perfect. No, the first Devil May Cry, I think, I honestly think the third one was my favorite. The third one's really I good. loved the third one. Yeah, I'm not sure about my opinion of it because I haven't played it in so long, but... It is very good still. DMC two is just awful though. It was it was in the wrong hands. I like four. Did you play four? I Anybody? Touch, I haven't no. touched four. Or you four. might like it. It's kind of a 
It's the easiest one, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even you know, easier just, than two. I don't see, mind games my being difficult. Is, like, my brother beat Ninja Gaiden on the har- 2 on the hardest setting. Like, in, like, a, I applaud day. him because that game is full of glitches and bad things. Yeah, I don't – see, I can't – I cannot play those type of games, like those third-person action games. I just get – just takes a lot of practice. Yeah, I don't know. I, that, I Again, don't... that's why I'm a film person because I want that experience – and I yeah. want to be able to sit down. I want to take in the whole experience, and I, I want to process it. And yeah, with I games, I mean, <laughs> unless unless you go and beat a game in a sitting, or you know, I, again, there's there's games for entertainment, and there's games for strategy and, and stuff like that. But that's why I don't take my my video game stories. I think we talked about this earlier. Yeah, exactly. that my video, my, I, my, I take a my, lot more heart in them than you do. I don't yeah, really, I mean, I can't name a video game story that is like. Like, like Journey. That, that is worth... Which, Joe, I, you I, may now talk about. I will I will fight for Journey. Until I know you day. will. We're, We're going to talk fine. about our Question, plans. Just about, about editing the podcast. Do you do you spend a good amount of time cutting? And uh, I didn't at first. I kind of just let them go blind. But now I kind of go, well, if somebody's going to stumble on their words, or they're going to go, uh, um... Or they're going to use I'm going to cut it out so, that, so I make them sound smarter. So that's good. I make everybody sound really, really smart. It's true. Yeah, and get rid of all the awkward pauses. So you'll you'll hear it a little bit. Yeah. I'm getting better at getting it so it yeah, sounds say, I mean, natural. You just started too, yeah. so but... it takes a long time to edit podcasts. So is it better just to keep talking and not? Yeah, no, because it's less work for have, you. Well, not just uh, that, though, but you want to have the most amount of content. Yeah. to work with. You know, no, what I mean? so I sometimes somebody will go, you know, and it's like, has what the heck? Happened? Yes, yeah. that has happened. Huh. All right. I'm not going to say who, because this is obviously going to get cut out. <laughs> Ted Loring. No, right. the good not thing Ted. You can actually cut. I love Ted. It's good. Ted is awesome. You can actually cut like a heat of you, know, I'm, you and I are going to meet Ted, Joe. Really? Yeah. When? We're going to meet Ted someday. See, it's something like The Last of Us is just, I mean, I, do I believe that it's as unscripted as it, they, they say it is? I don't know. Um, I didn't play it at PAX. I'm assuming you didn't either. <laughs> Was um, it at PAX? Yes, it did. Saw a game church with that gigantic. Oh yeah, yeah. The well, big thing that Josh see, was so doing. you want to know what I did at PAX? This is basically what I did. I uh, saw all this stuff and I was like, "Oh wow, I'm not interested in any of this." So I just ran right to the back and saw all the indie games, and I was which you're not impressed. interested in either. No, no, no. You know what? It's certain indie games I'm not interested. In. Like I, I listened. I listened. I listened to the first episode where you guys really talked about indie games and Hotline Miami. You talked about yeah. Right? Uh, I don't know. Which again, you. You would love Hotline Miami. Yeah, I've seen it. I don't think it's good at all. Oh, it's it's huge. Wow, high five, Joe. High five. Do anything for me. (laughs) Yeah, but out of out of out of this context, I think you would have liked it. I think if you had experienced it under a different perspective. But yeah, sorry, I'm coloring everyone's perspective on things. It's (laughs) you're you're the games that he played. Like he said, he didn't play Limbo. He said he didn't play Braid. You know, the games that are making indie games so prevalent. But I mean. They're making them prevalent in ways that I don't. Do you not like them because they're? Is it is it strictly mechanics with you? Here is the problem with video games and stories. When people like the indie people, like Jonathan Blow or Genova Chen, they make these indie games, right? They're I love Genova. Their intention to make games for whatever reason is to strip them down to their core mechanics, whatever those are. They make the games boring themselves, and then they add on what I would call a. Uh, layer of meaning obfuscation, which basically means, oh, something is mysterious and wonderful. That must mean it means something. 
And then people get this impression that, oh, this is meaningful. This is yeah, meaningful. but if it's meaningful because to it's people, unclear. But if it's right? meaningful to that person, then it is meaningful. It's I the same way we discussed art and how it can how it affects people differently. But I think a lot of people get the impression that, oh, because this is unclear, it must be meaningful. Which is but where I what, think but that's what a makes lot of people get stuff. But out that's of. what makes it meaningful. When something is unclear and not told to you, it's your interpretation of it. Therefore, it is meaningful to you. So, so here is my theological tie-in with this, right? Okay, so assuming that. The inspiration of God created the Bible. Then God has some sort of what I would call authorial intent. So there's a definite and ideal meaning for all the things that are in Scripture, right? So when I look at video games, when I look at movies and stuff, I know that there is a meaning behind everything. And whatever the author means to say is the thing I'm interested in. So when you know John Blow goes, oh, this is kind of an ambiguous thing about the nuclear bomb testing, which is, I guess, what Braid's about. It is. But he won't really say it. Uh, yeah, he absolutely says it. He's he's he gives you. He goes, oh well, you're getting close or stuff like that. No, he never you, he dude, never outlines room, it. Dude, there's a room at the end of the game when you beat everything and find every single collectible that literally talks about the Manhattan Project in itself. And yeah, how, but that's and how not the scientists at the end said this is something we never should have done. Yeah, but that's not outlining it. It's just going, oh, here is this weird meaning that happened at the end, and so everybody's like, what the heck? <laughs> that was about this, and then you're all freaked out. But I don't think that's real meaning. The Dude, real mean—the meaning uh, should just come naturally out of whatever well, the here's, story here's, is. I'll take a thing. It's and just I, the obfuscation is what kills me because it doesn't feel like I'm really learning anything. Okay, well, You're actually, this is this is how I feel about media too. And we talked about this earlier, but I'm not going to go so much into objectivism. But the <laughs> something I read Roger Ebert say once, and it's kind of—it's not necessarily how he reviews every film, but it's how I look at film or games um when i'm trying to you know if someone asked me what i would give it as a rating or how i feel about it to me it is purely and simple did it accomplish what it was trying to did it achieve what it was trying to achieve and 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 the fact of the matter is you can criticize a game for not being one thing or for 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 being something it shouldn't be or or not having enough of this or whatever but you know if it if it if they set out and said we're trying to accomplish this and they they didn't accomplish the fundamental of what it is, even if it's not your cup of tea. That that's where you know it's it's messed up. It's the same thing. It's like if you said, um, you know, I'm gonna go build like a raft, and you built a raft and it was a functional raft. But then I come and say, well, it could should have been a boat, should have been a yacht. You're like, well, I wasn't out to build a yacht. I was out just to build a raft. It's right. a functional raft, and I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. It. To say, you know, oh, well, it's not something or it could have been something else where it's, it's, it is what it is. If the person who created something is created what they actually wanted to create and without, you know, I'll take Zack Snyder, for example, as a director where he made, he, you know, Watchmen in 300 and um, <laughs> Sucker Punch. Sucker Films Punch. I'm not particularly a fan of, exactly. but well, I get it. Here's get the it. problem. Okay. He cannot seem to complete a concept. When he makes a film, he looks at... He's, he's like, this is what I want to make. I want to make an adaptation of this, and I want it to be... And his... his You can see where his, like, his, he's meaning to come across, but he's failing at what he's absolutely trying to convey. And all of his films have a stumbling block where they're like, you're losing focus. And you can just tell. And J.J. Abrams has the same problem. Yeah. With the exception of the new yeah. Star Trek, which I actually think is pretty solid. Did you watch I, any of Lost? Uh, Lost is a... Lost has it. Um, Super 8. Yeah. Is like he started out trying to be Spielberg and halfway through got bored and was you know like, what? I just. I don't think Super 8's that bad. 
I, I think it's pretty good. I, th- for, well, I for, think, for a, for a I think it Abrams missed movie? the mark. Oh no! It, well, the problem is for it, a J.J. Abrams movie, it's like the most complete movie he's ever made. Well, no, it, <laughs> no, because it, it drops off, and they're like they got lazy at the end, or like just use the Cloverfield monster again. <laughs> pretty much. And so, like, the problem is, like, it's just you can tell when a director is one like a Tarantino film, which bleeds Tarantino every ounce of every Tarantino film. Feels like a Tarantino film. It, it, it. Uh, Wes Anderson. It's like it's like listening to Skrillex. Yeah. You know you're listening to Skrillex. Skrillex. Exactly. Wes, Wes, Wes Anderson films. Every single color, every single room, every yeah, single are all specifically chosen by him, and that is what it is. He's trying to convey something, and he does it in every film, whether or not it personally resonates with you or not. It's he's creating what he wants to create, and I, and there's that with games too. When games are trying to, they're either trying too hard or they're not trying hard enough. <laughs> Games that accomplished what it was trying to, what it set out to accomplish, if it was trying to tell you a story, if it was trying to give you something, that's where I think, even if it doesn't personally resonate with you or it's not your type of game, where I can make allowances and say, you know what, that's really not my type of game. But, I but think, it still I think, it told the story. It was. I think it. I think it did what it was trying to do. It was capturing the an audience that it was trying to capture. It might have been you, but it captured. And an that's audience. why I feel like I don't. I don't let my emotions necessarily get like. The you best know, I, um, what do you, have you seen Indie Game the movie by any chance? No, it's on Netflix though. Okay, so, so anybody I watched wants it, Netflix right? streaming. And uh, Jonathan Blow. Okay, so he goes up and he says, "Well, uh, people liked my game, but they didn't like my game for the right reasons." So he was going to all these different people, and they were saying, "Oh, I like this game," you know. Oh, and he would read all the reviews, and he went, "Oh, people didn't get it," and you know, for the first couple months after Braid came out, right. People would say that it was about this, and he would like chime in on message boards and stuff. And he's like, "No, that's not what it means." And then he wouldn't tell people exactly what it meant, right? In like plain terms, but he would just kind of like continually confuse them. And he said that because of this, that people didn't really understand why his game was good. He went into a six-month bout of depression. Now you tell me, okay, if the creator doesn't think anybody really got it, then. Do you think he failed? Well, obviously. I mean, well, I don't, I don't say failed. I think they – because people were clearly getting a message from it. People yeah. clearly had their thoughts on what the game meant. Like Journey. And, and, it, and, it, <laughs> and it wasn't what he expected them to yeah. take from it. And he it's, wasn't happy about it. But I it's, it's almost like I would equate it to like you know a philosophy teacher teaching a class about a certain type of philosophy. And the class learns about that philosophy, but they take away a different way of thinking of it. The teacher has not failed, but the teacher did not accomplish exactly what they wanted. I took a philosophy class, and it was awful. We listened. Depends on what what my ethics class is really good. My philosophy class that I took um, was again. Every philosophy teacher, for whatever reason, bought the Matrix box set and thought that and that was their entire course. Are you talking about <laughs> Meredith? No, I'm talking about the man who was on LSD, who oh. taught my philosophy class, who was like, Fun. the Matrix is the greatest thing ever. No, the Matrix is just an allegory of the cave. And then the he was like, one the Matrix the is ones? the best thing of all time. All of them. They're my number one, number two, and number three favorite film of all time. And I was like, what about Animatrix, which is like significantly by yeah, far the best say, of all of them? Amazing. Well, like, never heard of it. Yeah, I think I've grown to like the movies over time. Yeah. Um, no, as but I it, keep watching them as a unit, it makes more sense. To me. But, he, but it's still got those layers. And of we listen. And we watch a lot of Tool music videos. 
But well, that he brought in he so. brought in a thermos. I'll never forget this. He brought in a thermos of, of, of black coffee every day. And you know how it has that creepy little cup on the top that you can like flip over and use as your actual cup. Yeah, yeah. But since I we're not, I wouldn't deem it since, creepy. Well, since we're not <laughs> loggers, we're just really like the lateralis. You know what I mean? Most people just have like a regular cup to pour it into. But his right. was like, I'm going to use this like it was made to be used. Okay, and so. Everyone but, close your eyes. We're just going to listen to Vicarious yeah. for an hour and a half. <laughs> well, that's what we did. We, we would put on Tool. We would look at shapes moving. He would take his thermos. This is not philosophy. This, yeah, this sounds is, like psychology. Yeah, he, <laughs> no, he would pour his black coffee into Saturn the cup. No this, is sense. this is where it gets good. So, again, you're, you're a yellowing white cap of a thermos that he's using as a cup, and he's passing it around like it's like a, like what? the last like our last this is not philosophy of gin <laughs> and we all everybody was supposed to take a sip of his black coffee Dude, are you out of joking? I'm not kidding all the kids were like yeah man and we they would all take and I was like never will the tip of your thermos touch oh, my lips sir oh my goodness oh it just sounded like some kind of secular communion yeah, dude seriously <laughs> it was you weren't like, having a eucharist with tool i was gonna say like wow yeah, it, it, bringing kool-aid one day i'm just curious yeah. is there a lot of disappearances in this class no it was really strange and um it was just very odd wow my philosophy classes were fantastic my Yours philosophy were classes were more heard? about I, I i went to visit her the other day well, well, I, I was a philosophy she's major always so. been, I, again she and everyone in my ethics class continues to to talk about the ethics class that I took with them because yeah. I made such a. How is that about ethics though? That wasn't about. That wasn't. Was that was a philosophy class. class. That was. How was that a philosophy class? It, it wasn't. It was like it, <laughs> it, was, was, a, it, was, a, it was a drug-addled yeah, man yeah, handing yeah, out it, coffee yeah, and listening to tool. It wasn't. It was an acid. Maybe trip. it was like a religious. Four credits, maybe it's like a, maybe it was like mysticism or something. No. Maybe you stumbled into the wrong Zach, class. I don't think you understand the teachers at Neko. Well, I took philosophy, and it was mostly just sitting around a table and talking about things. Well, that's what we did. Except yeah, it was drinking out of or making rhetorical arguments thermos. about God. That was pretty much my experience. Because I remember going in like classes, and they'd like, "Oh, I'd be like, I'm a Christian." <laughs> like, "Oh, you're inviting criticism," and I'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> you would say, "I'm a Christian" right away. No, I will. It would come out usually, eventually. I would usually be the one that was something. advocating Christianity in my class. Yeah, a t-shirt just says I'm a Christian. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't wear those kind of shirts. I just I'm okay. subtle about it. Okay. Was well, it you know like you and they they would go either God it'd be like either God is good or you know God is. Don't make the statement. I'm not a fan of Islam in an epi- <laughs> in an epic class idea. in a public school. Because Why would you say that anyway? I just because I, I Ryan didn't have a filter. I you know what in my senior year of high school I wrote a paper about Islam. I remember it was I don't have it anymore, but it was about how like radical Islam came from like uh, Ishmael and his descendants. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Zach. It was a long just, time just ago. Stop, dude. <laughs> well anyway, I, I just said I just said kind of like off like, oh I'm not a fan of Islam and that didn't that's like was, That's right. probably not a good thing. That was a three day discussion. Yeah, you're just asking. You know, okay, for you could say I'm not a fan of Unitarians, okay, because they won't attack you. <laughs> but fair enough. They'll just burn a question mark in your front line. They're just gonna say Wow, you're mean, but you know what? Unitarian. We all believe in the same God, so it's okay. <laughs> I, I went to, when I went to public school. One of one of my friends that I actually did have was this Unitarian uh, Universalist. Yeah, I think it, my advisor is Unitarian. He was a Unitarian Universalist, and he he had some interesting. He had some interesting things. He used to eat celery all the time. That's really interesting. Okay, this, that interesting. I don't know this, if that has something to do with it. This is this. Ha- okay, Unitarians. All. It has nothing to do with um. What do you call it? Celery. No. <laughs> it has nothing to do with uh, vegetables of any kind. It's I know what it has to it doesn't have to do with vegetables. He just ate celery a lot. I, I, dude, you know what's awesome? 
your the shadow of your ceiling fan looks like Navi. Unfortunately, none of us can see that. I'm just saying, <laughs> post a screenshot. Take a picture on your phone. Take a picture on your phone. Oh, we'll add on. it to this podcast. Hold on. But tell me it doesn't look like Navi. Kind of. <laughs> it looks like a fan. You have no artistic imagination. No, I don't. That's why I don't do arts. <laughs> I see that. Now. What were we talking about? Oh, Unitarian Universalists. Yeah, Unitarians are like a derivative off of offshoot of Christians that believe that. Oh, the Flash ruins. Like everybody, the they're basically everyone believes in the same God, and you know we're gonna accept you no matter what. So um, oh, actually, it's, they, it's they believe that Jesus became the Son of God when he was baptized by John the Baptist. Really? That's what he told me. Well, that might be his Unitarian, but all Unitarians are basically like all religion. Which I'm like really weird. He goes, no, like, it wasn't when he was baptized; it was when the dove landed on him. That's weird, but anyway, <laughs> all re- oddly no, specific. Unitarians are like, like all religions are true, and you know we all would just worship the whatever the great spirit in different ways. So, like my advisor in college was a Unitarian. I mean, it took me a long time to figure that out, but uh, yeah, because because um you know Unitarian doesn't necessarily worship at a Unitarian church. They can kind of migrate to whatever sure. spiritual community kind of gives them their their thing for that week. You know, like <laughs> maybe fixed. yeah, maybe they want to be Buddhist one week and they want to be Jewish the other and. You know, Jedi the third. No, I, I mean it's not like it's unheard of. <laughs> I'm sure there has been. I think one of the founding fathers is a Unitarian, also. John Adams. John Adams. John Adams. No, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, most of them were deists, philosophical deists. <laughs> wow, have we gone far afield? There's some really interesting statues of Jefferson and uh, George Washington in Bioshock Infinite, by the way. Like some... They're in it. Oh, my, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, There's an entire awesome. shrine to John Wilkes Booth that you have to walk through. That has Link. That has John Wilkes Booth, the, the painting of John Wilkes Booth with his gun to Lincoln's head, and Lincoln's got devil eyes and horns thrown on him. It's because they they worship uh, John Wilkes Booth in that city. Really? Yes. Yeah, it's very political. Um. Yeah. I mean, huh. that 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 game is again. I'm I'm probably a third of the way through, and it's pretty prevalent. On based on religion and racism. I hear I hear it's about um, America worship. Um, kind of. There's a lot of like I said. There's more a lot like of people praying to George Washington statues with yeah. shotguns. Like nationalism as a religion. Yeah. It, or it, not? Not maybe not. Yeah, nationalism. Yeah. No, it is. It is. But there's um there's some there's some interesting things in that game. Yeah, and supposedly there was some story of a guy who was like going to tender his resignation from irrational games because they handled religion incorrectly well they didn't do they don't have that precursor warning like assassin's creed does that's like oh, oh this game was made by people of all colors and creeds don't be offended <laughs> <laughs> we love everyone i think i played another game that had that warning before here oh el shaddai does yeah el shaddai ascension of the metatron um just like that blu-ray box that they came out for tom and jerry and looney tunes where they had to put that thing that's like these cartoons are not edited they are a product of their times these, this mentality is not reflected by Warner Brothers. Really? Yeah, because they oh, yeah. showed like the really like the the racially insensitive Tom and Jerry. Um, oh. Like, oh, yeah, it used to be where, bad. Yeah, so wow. um, but they put them on the box set and they were like, these are a product of their times. Um, like, don't blah blah blah. But to edit them is to pretend that that, that history didn't happen. Which exactly. I actually agree. Disney doesn't hold. That's why Song of the South will never. No, come Disney out. just edits everything. And that Fantasia edit, which I can't stand. There's an edit? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Fantasia Blu-ray, which Wait, is really? fantastic. Yeah, there's that. Um, there's the shot of the centaur centaur girl. Right. Yeah. And um, there's also the heartbeat. she's very much, uh, uh, you know, a slave girl in that. Um, yeah. It's you know, very on the white, on the white centaurs, like the, the, the black ones are, are waiting on them. And, and there's a shot where the one is, it's per, it looks a little, it looks a little like, 
out of place. Oh. I've seen the actual shot, and then and what they did is they zoomed in on it, which you would think would distort the, the picture on the Blu-ray, but they they zoomed huh. it so that it wasn't as it, it's only about two seconds. I but it's just one that. of those things that Disney Disney isn't as. Forward. I have the Fantasia DVD from whenever the yeah. Original I have the DVD Blu-ray box out. that they came out. It's it's really huh. Fantastic. I didn't know Disney did that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good one, right? I'm surprised. Incredible. Well, incredible. 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 So descriptive. I love that. I was in. I, I was having a moment. <laughs> the, 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 I know. I was like a tear roll. Incredible. Yeah, Joe. Kind of, Joe burst into tears. I was bordering on it. Yeah. And then you and your insensitivity just. I'm not insensitive. It. I just am sensitive. I'm just sensitive but about Joe certain heavy rain. Like near has a lot of emotional. <laughs> I like, do. Eventually. I get emotionally invested. In a lot like of for me, near near got me emotionally. Well, see, it's actually kind of funny though because like so like there you go. When some video games, like I get very emotionally invested, but in life in general, like I am genuinely like a jaded person. Yeah, I Stuff know. Does not affect You're cynical. me at all. Which is funny because like I cry in ninety percent of films that I watch. Like I am, I have the ability to connect with somebody, almost somebody in every film. So there's always a sentimental moment for me where I where I can tear up. Like literally in things like I should be. But um, yeah, didn't you cry about Jason Bourne in the Bourne Identity? <laughs> Weren't you so sad I don't like the Bourne when his life was destroyed by the Treadstone know. Project? <laughs> no, I do not enjoy those. Actually, like I've never been a big fan of them. Really, I like them. Yeah, I guess I'm weird. Mind anyway, well, near near is probably the only game that has done that to me in recent memory. So, well, that's a recommendation. I'm glad that that confirms that you do. I may have shed a tear. I may have shed a tear. But again, you have to play about 30 hours to get to that point. I think the good finale of Bioshock might be the only thing that have ever made me tear up a little bit. Is there a good one? Yeah, a bad one. Um, That, I I openly admit that I do tear up in um, at the end of Journey. Do you dislike it? What, Journey? Yeah. Yeah, it's but not I'm not going to tell you why. Yeah, it, it, I th- let me guess it's mechanics related. Uh, of course it is. No, there's a lot of things too. But, I wrote a whole, I, I, I wrote a whole two articles about it. I think you one isn't published it. yet. He loves it. I don't like it that much. Well, I'm not going to say I hate it because obviously I don't hate it. But well, I, I, I listen to you guys talk about it, so I could guess that you don't like it, and he does. Yeah. So. So, but we're, we're not going to tell you. Yeah, no, like, Ryan. Like, I'm amazed to, you haven't played it yet. I'm saying, yeah, Ryan, just approach it huh. as, you know, a new experience. He doesn't I, play video games. I don't play that much video games. I own every video game system right now connected to my TV. I have an N64, an SNES, a Dreamcast, a PS3, a Wii, a Wii U, Why do you and buy an them Xbox if you 360. Don't play them? And I have a 3DS and a Vita. Why are you buying them and if you don't play them? And I have an iPad. And I have an iPhone. I have games, like, all over the place. But the problem is, I just don't. I, I don't have the attention span anymore to sit down and go through a long, long, long video game. I guess I'm weird. I just, well, no, I I work a significant portion of the time. So when I detox, my detox is film. Right. No, and I, I hear you. Yeah. Thing, and, it, and it is what it is. It's just been one of those. It's always been. I'm saying it took me like three months to beat Zone of the Enders 2 after playing through it or the original one. I beat it like an hour and a half. So oh, the HD? Re- yeah. Oh, I, just okay. don't, I just don't have the attention span anymore. Yeah, I, I, I can't sit down and play a game for eight hours. Yeah. You know Maybe it's mean? all that academic training I have. Maybe, I think I think that's probably what it is. It might. Be. It just trains me to be focused on one thing forever. I'm pretty sure I have ADD, even though I've never been diagnosed with it. I, dude, I've been pretty sure about that. I mean, look at the books surrounding this room, okay? I have read at least half of them. Well, I, I mean, I'm a big reader. Yeah, yeah. I love reading. Yeah, I but mean, I, I mean, when I, you're I, reading exhaustive commentaries on the Bible and or theology books that are written in different languages that don't make any sense, <laughs> you know what I mean? Decipherable. Like if you're, you know, reading Hegel, right? Right. Okay, Phenomenology of Spirit is not an easy book to read no, for not. anyone, 
Especially when it's translated from its original German. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes, you know, philosophy and theology is tricky subject matter, and you've got to spend a lot of hours to figure out what even the person is saying. So perhaps that's, you know, that's why my attention span is way too long now. (laughs) I could focus on something for like 30 or 40 hours if I have to. And still figure out what the heck's going on. Yeah, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. But, but I that's think not we your should, cup of tea. Um, well, that was saying. an interesting discussion. Yeah, that went all over the place like they always do. Yeah, well, it always goes all over dark, the place. Is, is it because we're sitting in the dark, or is it just like a dark podcast? No, I don't know. it is a dark is what it is. podcast. It makes us angry at each other. Sure. Anyway. XXX you, uh, Church Games. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> well, if you liked what you heard, uh, please comment. Please give us a five-star review like, if you liked it. Like, and, comment, and subscribe. And if you didn't like it, well, tell us why. Like, anyway. comment, and We'd subscribe. We'd like to know. We'd like to know so we can improve the show as we go on. Uh, this is Zach, and I've been with Ryan and Joe. Uh, signing off. Good evening. Sayonara. Goodbye. <laughs>